Welcome to the Fallible Man Podcast, your home for all things man, husband, and father. We provide content to help men become the men they want to be. My name is Brent, and I am the Fallible Man. I'm not perfect. I don't even have all the answers, guys. I'm just like everybody else, but I'm on a journey to be the very best version of me that I can be. Maybe you are too, and if you are, you're in the right place. On today's show, we're going to talk about the fact that men should be dangerous in every way. Now, I'm not talking about being violent or physically aggressive towards anyone in particular. Today, we're going to discuss how men should be dangerous both mentally, professionally, and physically. Stick around to the end and find out the very most dangerous thing to men. We'll be right back after the roll. This is the Fallible Man Podcast, your home for everything man, husband, and father. Here is your host, the Fallible Man, Brent Dowling. Welcome back, guys. My name is Brent, and I am the Fallible Man. And men should be dangerous in every single way, guys. Now, danger has very little to do with actual violence. It's often confused with the idea of violence. I would never advocate for men to be violent unless there's no other option to protect those that you are responsible for and responsible to. Those situations are thankfully far and few between these days, and a lot of men, and thankfully most men these days, manage to get their whole life without having to be in one of those common moments. But the world is a dangerous place, and in many ways, unless you're dangerous too, you're going to get eaten alive out there. The idea of the warrior mindset has been done to death. I mean, it is really inaccurate anyway. But it's just been done to death. And that's not what I'm talking about necessarily. I know a lot of guys like to talk about that. I've seen that just done over and over again. In the military, when I was in the Air Force, we had a mantra that we recited in group training. And I mean, it was drummed into our head over and over. We probably said it a hundred times a day or more. And it was, the strong survive, the weak will fall by the wayside. Because the idea was to become unbreakable. If we conditioned long and hard so that no matter what we endured, we could withstand it, then we would be unbreakable. It was still bearable, even in the worst of situations, because they just pounded us so hard at the onset. They made us physically and emotionally and mentally exhausted, tired, hungry. And some people would have thought maybe that was a little brutal, but in reality, it made us unbreakable. There was a story about the class ahead of me, and they liked to get in trouble on purpose. Their goal was to get smoked. If you don't know what smoked means in the military, smoked means that you got punished for being stupid, basically. Their idea was they got smoked so often on purpose, they would even go spend their Saturdays on the PT field as a group, just trying to make themselves so resilient, so tough, that no matter what was thrown at them, the instructors couldn't break them. They actually finally challenged the instructors. I was there back at the detachment that day. They went out to PT at like 6 a.m. 
at 12.30, they sent someone back to the detachment to get MREs because they were still PT-filled. As I understand it, they went through our full cycle of PT, including the six-mile run, eight times that day. The instructors were cycling in and out, taking turns smoking them because they just couldn't break them. And guys, that's the kind of resilience you got to build. That's kind of dangerous you got to be. No matter what they throw at you, you're on. You're just unbreakable. I have a training philosophy when I'm training for obstacle course racing, and if this isn't your first podcast with me, then you probably are aware that I'm involved in obstacle course events. I don't do them very well. I don't do them very fast. I suck at running, but I love the obstacles themselves. And so I train with that same philosophy. I train harder and heavier at the gym than anything I'm going to face on the course because I don't like the cardio. I don't like to run. Probably the one thing I really should focus on working on is the one I don't want to do. Pretty common, right? That's I mean, Everybody does that. But I lift heavier and I put myself through more brutal workouts than anything they're going to throw at me on the field. And the concept is, yeah, I'm not going to have to do anything that heavy on the course, but I do it so when I'm face-to-face with it, and I'm exhausted from the distance, and I'm cold, and I'm wet, and I'm beat up, the obstacles in front of me are minuscule, no matter how they're designed to be, because I do stuff so much heavier, stronger, worse, that even in a fatigued state, I'm still functional. And that's my training philosophy. So when I talk about being dangerous, I'm talking about being dangerous in a way that you can stand toe-to-toe with anything that's thrown at you. Hey, if you haven't grabbed your cup of coffee, grab your cup of coffee. You know I got mine. Maybe an energy drink, whatever your poison. Hey, maybe if you're listening to this later in the evening, tip back some bourbon for me or some whiskey. And uh, let's let's get into this today. So the first thing I want to talk about is men should be dangerous mentally. Now, in episode seven, and I'll uh, try and put a card somewhere on here if you're watching this on YouTube version. If you're not, you're going to have to jump back to that manually if you want to go over it again, we talked about the benefits of doing things hard and the fact that it builds fortitude. Fortitude is a kind of resilience. Exactly what I was talking about in that first little segment is it's a kind of resilience in yourself where no matter what is thrown at you, you are just unstoppable. That kind of fortitude is a mental toughness that you develop through trial and tribulation, there's not a really fun way to get to that one. And in episode eight, we actually talked about the value of mental strength. Are you starting to see a a repeated theme here? Mental strength and mental fortitude, like I said, I'll throw in little cards if you're on YouTube or whatever, are incredibly important. Because if you develop a dangerous mentality, that mental strength that says no matter what, I'm still winning. Losing isn't an option. Um, my friend asked me when we did our first OCR, because 
he was in worse shape than I was. He said, and I, I, I had already done one, and I told him, you focus on the next step. But the easy answer to all this is once you cross the finish line, you have to have the mentality or the mental state. I don't know if mentality is the right word. I, I apologize if I'm using that incorrectly. But you have to have the mental state of I am coming off this field across the finish line or on a stretcher. Does that sound extreme to you? I'm sorry if that sounds extreme to you. That's my mindset on things. Once I cross that starting line, the only way I am coming off it is injured. And even injured, I might still go across the finish line. But either through the finish line is is the mentality. Anybody a 300 fan? Anybody like the movie 300? I enjoyed that one. And one of the things that his wife, Leonidas's wife, tells him is come back with your shield or on it. Which was their way of saying either carrying it upright, as in you're the victor, or you better be having your corpse drugged back to me on it because that's the only two options you're coming back. Either dead or as the champion. That's your answer. I don't know if that's accurate. I've you know, I've seen the the Greek. My brain just freaked out, sorry. I I've seen the sayings, right? But I don't know how accurate it is. I'm not a great historian. I try, but but that's the mentality you have to have. That is a dangerous mindset. Have you guys ever heard of drown proofing? No, it's it's not just a bad nightmare for some people. I know some of you guys are just shivering at the thought of that. Some of you guys don't do well with water. But drown proofing is something that happens in the military in certain special forces. To my knowledge, the Navy SEALs do it once, or I think twice now. Once towards the beginning of their training and once towards the end. Any Navy SEALs, please feel free to correct me on the current standards of y'all's training. I, I'm not proficient at that, so forgive me if I was wrong on that one, but I believe it's twice. Groundproofing, this fun little thing, they, they also do it in Air Force Pararescue, and I believe they're starting to do it in TACP, and I don't know what other uh, forces use that technique. But this fun little thing for the purpose of teaching you how to think in crap situations, and it is just as bad as it sounds, guys. They literally drowned you. Quite literally. They have paramedics standing by, and all your instructors are trained in CPR and first aid anyway, but they have medic trained people standing by, and they drowned you, like, flat out. Um, In fact, I know in pararescue training, They'll tie your hands and feet with your pack on and throw you in the deep end of the pool and just let you bob until you exhaust yourself and drown naturally. Don't get me wrong, they have divers in the water so they can pull you out and revive you, but that is the case. In fact, I've even heard tale of instructors stepping on people's heads because they weren't drowning fast enough. And they have timetables, you know, schedules. So... This isn't something that's done, like, branch-wide. 
you don't see this in every branch of the military. Goodness gracious, wouldn't that be terrifying, right? Um, but this is to teach you to think, no matter what. No matter how severe the situation is. Situation. Let's see if I can enunciate. Or is that pronunciate? Hey, correct me in the comments if you uh, don't like my English. My grammar sucks. My wife hates correcting uh, my blogs that I type for this channel because... Oh, spell check and Grammarly can't touch it, man. Um, so comment down below. Enunciate, pronunciate, whatever, who cares. The military does this to teach you to think in the most severe and horrible situations. And that includes if you are on the verge of death, they need your brain to function correctly, especially that high level that the Navy SEALs and pararescue and some of the other tier one operating groups have to function at. Every second of consciousness is precious and vital, and they need your brain functioning 100%. doesn't matter how tired you are. doesn't matter if you're injured. doesn't matter if you are dying. They need your brain to function 100%. And so they have this wonderful thing called drown-proofing. Basically, mental, mentally tough and unbreakable makes you mentally dangerous. When you tame your mind, then you're never really lost in any situation. Now, how does that translate to the real world? How does that translate to the rest of us if you're not a tier one operator? Because I'm not, and I have a feeling that a lot of you guys aren't. Uh, shout out to all, any of my tier one operators who are listening. Love you guys. Nothing but respect. But say you don't have that extra extreme of a situation, that extreme of an example. That's fine. You still need to be mentally dangerous. Excuse me. Men need to be mentally dangerous because you need to have your focus when all around you are losing their wits. When the situation is bad, when things seem like you're going to lose, when things seem uncomfortable, that is when you need to be at your best. You need to be mentally tough no matter the situation. Broken, beaten, exhausted, hungry, it doesn't matter. You need to be mentally tough, which makes you mentally dangerous. And that's how you become mentally dangerous, guys. You got to build up that mental fortitude. Do things that are uncomfortable. Do things that are tough. Like I said, go back to episodes seven and eight, where we talk about building fortitude and building mental strength. You need to be mentally dangerous because if you are sharp as a knife mentally, then when you face off with somebody, no matter what situation, that could be a work situation, that could be an argument, that could be a debate, that could be a discussion at your gym. It doesn't matter. If you are mentally dangerous, people are going to think twice before confronting you in any way. Men need to be mentally dangerous. We're going to roll our sponsor reel real quick. So grab a drink of coffee, and we'll be back right after this break. Today's episode brought to you by TheFallibleMan.com. That's right, it's us. Head over to www.TheFallibleMan.com and check out our blog, updated twice a week with new content, and links to all of our social media offerings. Tag or search us at TheFallibleMan or at FallibleMan on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and other social medias for daily content.
While you're there, check out our Attitude Swag, shirts, cups, stickers, and more. Again, that's www.thefallibleman.com. Hey guys, uh, thanks for sticking around. And while I'm thinking about it, one of the best ways you can become mentally dangerous is to sharpen your skills and sharpen your minds. Now, if you listen to other podcasts I've done, you might have picked up on the fact that I like to read. And I like Audible. I like audiobooks. Audiobooks are a brand new joy in my life that uh, I'm just really getting familiar with. Um, I never took audiobooks before, and I started getting into audiobooks about six, seven months ago. Since then, I've gone through eight audiobooks, uh, along with the two books I'm currently reading that are regular like paperback books or hardback books. But guys, Check the description code if you are. I can't put it in the show notes for the podcast, and I apologize for that. But if you're watching this on YouTube, check the description code below. I will put in a affiliate link to Audible to get you either a discount on signing up for Audible or, I think, two free books with your initial subscription. Guys, get into books. Make yourself mentally tough and check out Audible to help you with that need. Now, men should also be professionally dangerous. Men transficient. <laughs> no, I'm not going to cut that out. Men, you can just laugh at me. Men should be professionally dangerous as well. We're going to turn this back on topic now. Men should be professionally dangerous. Um, in reality, if you aren't a shark, then, then you're food. One of the first t-shirts I made, and if you watch the video show, I'll put the picture up over here. If you're listening to it, check out my website for my t-shirt designs. If you, this is your first time, oh, by the way, I make t-shirts, which you just heard in our nice little uh, sponsor clip, which is me. But one of the first shirts I made was be a shark. Get up early. Do your work. Put in the effort. No whining, no complaints, and just kick butt, right? This is a family-friendly show, so I won't actually put the official saying. You guys have probably seen the meme before. If you haven't, it's hilarious and not necessarily family-friendly, depending on your family rules. But guys, it's, it's true. In life, you're either a shark or you're food, okay? There's no... And if or buts, men should be professionally dangerous. So get in your office. You know, in your office or in your construction site or on your team, whatever you are, wherever you are. I was a construction worker for years. Um, now I work in an office situation, but it doesn't matter. In your crew, in your team, if you work with other people, if you work on your own and you have a boss above you, you need to be the man. Can I do air quotes? I'm going to do air quotes. Be the man, the go-getter, the solutions guy. I have a huge pet peeve, guys, with people who come to me and complain about something without any kind of solution. Now, I'm not officially any kind of manager. I think I'm a backup lead or something at this site. But I have been a manager. I have been the boss. I've been the lead. I've been the training officer. 
and the trainer and yada, yada, yada. Unfortunately, I've had a lot of time being in a leadership position. All right. One of my biggest pet peeves in a leadership position is when somebody comes to me with something broken and then they just give you that blank stare like, huh? I got a problem. I don't know what to do. I'm just All right. Sorry, I'm being dumb, but that's what it feels like on my side of this. If there's a problem, don't come with a problem. Come and state that there is a difficulty, and here is the solution for that difficulty. Come and state that we run into a block point, but here is the solution to get around from that block point. Look, even if your boss doesn't like your solution, your boss, your coworkers will note and appreciate the fact that you came with a solution. Be the man. Be the go-getter. Be that guy who always has an answer. Don't be the, it's broken, ah, kind of guy, okay? Be the guy with the answer. Be the guy that people come to for solutions. Don't complain. Don't whine. Acknowledge there is a difficulty. If there's a difficulty or a problem, then come to some kind of decision about how to make a solution or how to get to a solution. Be that guy. Be the guy in the office who comes in early And when everybody else is screwing around and taking longer breaks than they should or not doing any more than they absolutely have to, be the guy who goes and gets it, man. Be the guy who knocks out your work and then gets on some extras and then gets ahead. Be that guy. When there's a problem, be the first one to the door going, hey, I'd like to take that on. Hey, I have a solution. Be professionally dangerous. And if people don't like you, screw them. Okay? If if that upsets the status quo, it's only because they're jealous they didn't come up with it or they didn't do it themselves. But screw them. This is about you taking care of you and yours. This is about you taking care of your family. Don't get me wrong, I'm I'm big into teams, okay? I believe in supporting your team and being part of the team, but I also don't believe in compromising yourself to make everybody happy. Be the best you can be. And if everybody else doesn't want to come up to that standard, screw them. It's on them. Okay. Your job is to be the best you, the best, the smartest, the strongest, whatever it needs to be. Be the guy who goes and gets it. This is about you and your family and your life and your goals. So go out and be that guy. Now you don't have to be a jerk. You don't have to purposely piss people off. But do your job to 120% of your ability. Be that guy. Be mentally dangerous. Be the guy that everybody else tries to imitate. Because they're afraid if they don't come up to that level, they won't be needed anymore. Be the guy who's first through the gate and ready to go. That is professionally dangerous. And I'm sorry, there are going to be people who want to do the bare minimal and don't like the fact that you are professionally dangerous. Hopefully, others will see your example and the whole team will come up too. Not always the case, unfortunately, but it doesn't hurt to dream, right? But that doesn't stop you from being the very best you can be. 
be professionally dangerous. Be that go-getter. Be the idea guy. Be the one who's always pushing it, making it better. Take every situation and try and improve it. If you don't like your job, you can still do this. You don't have to like your job to do it the best you can and to be the best at it. Be the best guy in the room. That's your goal. Be the one who speaks up and doesn't cower. cower, Okay? Don't be the mouse in the corner at work. Don't be the guy who hopes the boss doesn't notice him. You want your boss to know your name. You want your name to be on the lips of your boss every time he goes, man, how do we take care of this? I bet so-and-so, Johnny over here, he's going to have an idea. Let's get Johnny on this. Oh, we got the special project. We need Johnny on this. Okay? Be that guy. In the meeting, be the one who's got his hand up. I got an idea. Oh, hey, we can do this. Oh, I'll take care of that. Hey, be Johnny on the spot. Be professionally dangerous and screw anybody who gets in the way. Just forget it. I'm not saying set them up. I'm saying be you. And if they don't want to come up to terms, they can find somewhere else to go. Be professionally dangerous. Hey, and if you guys are uh, getting something out of this, be sure and leave us a review on your podcast host, whether you're listening on Apple or TuneIn or Spotify or Google or Amazon or I'm going to stop trying to say all those because there's like a, a bazillion of them. But wherever you're listening, hey, be sure and subscribe to the podcast if you're enjoying this and getting something out of it and leave us a review. That really helps us. It gives us a little more exposure so other people can join this what too. And if you're joining us via YouTube, be sure to like and subscribe if you haven't. Uh, it's amazing how many of my watchers are watchers, not subscribers. Probably about 50% of the people who watch my videos aren't actually subscribed to the channel. It would like triple the size of the channel if people would just subscribe. So be sure and subscribe. and Hit the little notification bell. And uh, that way you'll get notified every time we have a new video. Guys, you sharing this information, you sharing our show helps me tremendously. If you think we have something to offer, be sure and share us with your friends, guys. We are available on every platform. and you are what makes this possible. So thank you. And uh, we'll go back to the show. Men should be physically dangerous as well. Now, let's be honest with ourselves. Most men still think they're uh, everything they once were back in fill in the blank. Let's, uh, let's do some air quotes there. Fill in the blank. A little coffee. I'm excited today. Okay, all of us like to think that we are still young and scrappy and, you know, some of the most embarrassing guys in the gym are like, oh, yeah, back in high school, I, I used to bench, uh, what was that, 50 years ago, 40 years ago. Actually, these days, I'm the old man at the gym that is 40 years old. It's amazing how many 20-year-olds think that 40 is old to be lifting, but whatever. Yeah, that's their thing. But all of us like to think that we haven't missed a step. Excuse me. All of us like to think we didn't miss a step as we've aged. That all the years and maybe the bad diets or the injuries or the hard years at work or whatever it is has not taken any kind of effect on us. Now, let's be really honest here. Everything catches up. Time is the great equalizer. So unless you are actively staying fit, 
unless you are going to the gym on a regular basis, eating good diet, unless you are practicing, maybe you're a wrestler or a boxer, or maybe you did taekwondo or jujitsu or something great when you were younger and you haven't done that. Guys, skills go away that you don't do. Skills go away that you don't practice. So be sure and don't misconstrue you are not your 18-year-old self. Or maybe you're watching this and you're 18. You are your 18-year-old self. So disregard if that's you. But for all of us who are no longer 18 or 19 or 20, be honest with yourself just because you were physically dangerous 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 5 years ago, whatever it's been, doesn't mean you still are. Make sense? You with me? You tracking here? So, Ryan Mickler, I apologize, Ryan, if you hear this and I said your name incorrectly, over at the Order of Man, likes to say, protect, provide, preside. That is the motto of Order of Man. If you aren't familiar with Order of Man, uh, I'll look on my favorites on my YouTube page. Um, they also have a great podcast. If you like that, he has some really great guests and just has some good things to say. But their motto at Order of Man is pro- protect, provide, preside, preside. You can't ever say that right. I apologize. We can't protect if we're out of shape and unhealthy. We can't really preside, as in setting the right example and our leadership, if we're out of shape and eating bad things and look at what your children are eating. You know, I didn't hardly eat vegetables at all until I had children. I hate vegetables. I've always hated vegetables. I've actually learned to enjoy a few since I had children, but it took having children. And it's because I wanted to set a good example. And I've always been honest with my children from the get go. I've always been honest with them. I've always told them, it's like, no, I don't actually like vegetables. Because they see me eat this heaping pile of vegetables. And they're like, ooh, I can't believe you like that. I actually don't like that. I, I don't. I'm not a big vegetable person. If you enjoy vegetables, more power to you. I'm glad that you do. Someone's got to. But I'm not a big vegetable person. I eat them because they're healthy and my body needs it. It's good for me. So... As we look at trying to be physically dangerous, that means that we have to eat well. That means that we have to be physical. We need to get out and walk. We need to get out and jog or run or whatever your thing is. Maybe you like to bike. Maybe you're a gym guy like I am. My wife's a runner. We don't. <laughs> we have very different ideas of how to try and be in shape. Um, but you can't be physically dangerous. And God forbid, I hope, it is my honest prayer for all of you, that you don't ever need to be physically dangerous. But, I make a lot of t-shirts, I just realized this. Um, Because I'm going to quote a t-shirt. I have a t-shirt that I sell that has the saying, it's better to be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a warrior. I said that wrong. Better to be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war. Okay? 
That is so true. And I think Bruce Lee actually said that. It's probably from something older because every time someone gets credited with something, someone much older than them actually probably said it. Very, very few new original ideas. But the thought behind it is still solid and valid. It is better to be in the shape of a protector. It is better to be healthy and physically able and never need it than to be unprepared. And guys, life has gotten crazy. And all you got to do is watch the news. The news, news is depressing. Am I alone in that? Is everybody else tired of all the horrible news stories? Comment down below if you're with me. I am so tired of all the horribleness going on in our country. And I know it's worse. There's more in the whole world. But just I'm tired of turning on the news and seeing horrible people doing horrible things to each other. It's, it's just wrong. We should be better than that. But most people will never need to protect themselves. But guess what? There are people finding out right now that they were not physically dangerous and are not capable of protecting their loved ones. And you never, ever, ever, as a man, want to be faced with that. You don't ever want to live with the fact that you were not capable of physically being dangerous in the name of protecting those you love and are responsible to and for. So guys, get on it. Get healthy, get active, get physical, Learn to master your body. Now, we've talked about being mentally dangerous, professionally dangerous, and physically dangerous, okay? So, master your mind, master your skills, master your body. Now, you stay with me this long, and I did say that I would show you the biggest dangerous to me, danger to men, and it's this. The biggest, biggest. My English is horrible on this recording. I'm so sorry. The biggest danger to men that you can fall into is complacency. And that affects us on multiple levels. In fact, that affects us on all three levels we just talked about. Both complacency of mentally, being mentally dangerous, complacency of being professionally dangerous, and complacency of being physically dangerous. I, I'm pretty good at these two most of the time, but I have got to admit, I've gotten really complacent in my job. I've been there for several years and it's not very challenging for me mentally, which gives me time to work on things like this, which is great, but I have gotten really complacent with my job and guys, complacency is a killer. It destroys everything in his path. It is a silent, deadly killer. Complacency can kill any facet of your life. It, can, it kills marriages every single day around the world. It kills family relationships every single day around the world. It kills you at your job. Guys, complacency is one of the biggest dangers that men can deal with. Guys, I'm not going to go deep on this one. Complacency will just destroy you. If you're enjoying the show, be sure and hit next week's show. Next week, we're going to talk about the top 10 things that men should avoid as they progress through their lives that just are dangerous and destroying men. Um, hey, thanks for hanging out with me today. I really do appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed this. 
If you're with us audio-wise, guys, thanks a lot. And if you're watching this on YouTube later, let me know down in the comments. I am Brent. I am the Fallible Man, and I'm on a journey. I'd love for you to go with me. Be better tomorrow because of what you do today, and I'll see you next time. This has been the Fallible Man Podcast, your home for everything man, husband, and father. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a show. Head over to www.thefallibleman.com for more content and get your own Fallible Man gear.